You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Yeah, my grandma never had anything nice to say about her. That's, you know, that's not surprising, but that's one of those uh-huh. people that... It's so far out of our time zone and reference growing up. Like, I know the name. Mm-hmm. And obviously, she passed away today, and that's a big deal, I guess. But, um, yeah, I always, you always wonder about those kind of people because you don't hear much personal stories. Nope. And I, and I, my entire life, I have known about what my grandmother thought of her. <laughs> so, <laughs> and my great-grandmother So, basically, as well. <laughs> she was the Justin Bieber of her time frame. She was. Yeah. She was, like, the first Justin Bieber. Wow. It's true. All right. There All right, we go. I'll tell you about it. <laughs> okay. Hello. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah Extillen. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. We greatly, greatly appreciate it. And of course, you can tune in live via funemploymentradio.com slash live. You can subscribe for six ninety nine a month. And also, you've been hearing us talk about it. We're going to say it again. The Fun Employment Radio Network Party coming up in less than two weeks. Oh my gosh, 11 days. 11, 11 days, days 11 days. February 22nd is when that's going to be. You can pick up your tickets now. Funemploymentradio.com. I know we have a bunch of people flying in and driving in from all over the country and even the world. Canada counts as the world. Canada is the world. Canada counts from the a world. Different, they're coming from different countries. Different countries. Oh my gosh. Are coming to join mm. us on February 22nd at the Hawthorne Theater. If you are coming from out of town, please send us an email and let us know because uh, even if we already technically know, Send us an email anyway. We want to talk to you about that. Yes. And, uh, you know, pick up your tickets. And, of course, at the listener party will be, you know, Sarah performing her five minutes of stand-up. Oh, why are you putting that uh, first? Myself and, uh, myself and Scott Daly will be having a rap battle of which on yesterday's show, Keelan outlined how everything uh, is going to work for that. He laid out the rules. There are some rules, the rules that are applied now. And then uh, real things that are happening are Chronicles of the Nerds doing a nerd fight, which I believe... They've got some special guests. I don't even know all the details about. Yes, and I don't think that we should talk about all the details because I think they're going to maybe be talking about that this week. Okay, well we'll let them we'll let them explain mm-hmm. that. Uh, Geek in the City will be performing. Uh, they have a thing they're going to be doing, and of course, Fun Employment Radio live on stage. Us doing this show. Ideally, my head will be clear by then because I am still very stuffed. Well, up. Well, I don't know, Greg, because you um, might still have your stuffed up head, and I might still have my weird eye after what well, I went they, through yesterday. Come, come see, uh, come see me with a stuffed up head and Sarah with a weird eye. Let's go. Come to, the, come to the Fun Employment. Radio Freak Show. There's our selling point right there. There you go. Um, And with all that, uh, and also on stage, for the first time in five years, reunited together on stage will be the entire cast of the Rick Emerson Show. Yes. Rick Emerson, Tim Riley, myself and Sarah, and Mr. Tim, it, it's, it's going to be so awesome. Yes, Tim Tim's going to be doing there. something special. You know, We're going to have you know Rick on. He's going to be talking, which is special because Rick, of course, he has <laughs> he, the gift of, of the gab. No. No, he no. doesn't like to talk. No one's ever heard Rick Emerson talk. <laughs> Never. So uh, it's, it is going to be so much fun. We're going to be doing some very special things with the live show that a lot of it we're going to save until that show for you to find out about. It's, mm. it's going to be awesome. And uh, with Tim Riley, too. Well, we can't, yeah, we can't tell everybody everything before. No, we can't, mm-hmm. we can't reveal everything. Uh, with Tim, though, we do want to remind everyone that he has a fantastic side business of his own called Office Break Gifts. Indeed. And you can go to officebreakgifts.com right now, and basically you can purchase these immaculate, really cool-looking gift baskets that you can send out, especially with Valentine's Day coming up. And let me say this, for guys or girls, it's it's always been a pain for me buying stuff for for. Valentine's Day. I don't mm-hmm. know what to do. I don't know what you're supposed to buy. I know. I've never been good at it. And this makes it so much easier. So you can just go on there, pick out a basket that'll be like, oh yeah, they like that one and uh, order that and it'll come pre-made. It'll look like, it'll look fancy. It'll look it'll fancy. Look like you put, <gasps> Plus, 
Oh, I'm sorry. I was gonna say it looks like you put a lot of effort into it. Yeah, plus, Tim has say. plus uh, the the prices. He has a discount right now, and you can still go and pick them up before Valentine's Day. Oh, awesome! Yeah, so you can go pick it up, a handcrafted gift. Because let's be honest, bitches love shit that's handcrafted. They want to know that that you put some time into it. Well, and there's stuff for guys on there too. I mean, exactly. There's stuff for anybody. Whatever well, men can you're be into. Bitches as well. Well, yeah, that's what that's I'm saying. True. It was all inclusive. Yeah, that wasn't really exclusive mm-hmm. to that. Uh, so there's all kinds of stuff um, on there. Different kinds of baskets. They're not all Valentine's Day baskets. So you can pick out whatever you want, and that's OfficeBreakGifts.com. You can support. Uh, well, he's supporting us. You can support Tim Riley, and who doesn't want to do that? And with their great business, and they even have a location here in Portland. Where, yeah, you might get to pick it up. You might get to see Tim Riley himself. Oh, my goodness. That's kind of a big deal. It is kind of a big deal. You get to see him on the mean streets of Portland. Oh, man. Oh. Well, he's kind of like, like uh, he's he's like the Hollywood royalty of He Portland. is. He doesn't really exist except for, like, in a studio. Like, that's true, because... Mm-hmm. I never really see him outside of any sort of broadcasting studio. Yeah. Like when we see him, when he's when we've seen him the past couple of times, mm-hmm. it's been here. But then like he's, he's, he's got a mansion in the hills where he goes to. It's kind of like a, and he's got like a helicopter. I know. Comes pick him up. So basically I think he's just going to teleport to the listener party. Yeah. Is what's going to happen. Probably. But yeah. in the meantime, in between time, you can totally support Tim by going to officebreakgifts.com. I wish we had a Pope mobile we could ride Tim in oh. where it's like glass, glass and covered so no one can touch him or go near him. <laughs> yes. Also, you guys, just so you know, in case you forgot or if you uh, just need... Refreshing. Tim does not like to be touched. <laughs> so, you know, when Tim is there, you know, he you want to touch him because, you know, clearly he's royalty. Right. And you want to, like, be like, you know, Tim Riley, you're my God. I want to touch you. Don't touch him. No, no. 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 It's probably not a good idea to do that. Any hug that you want to give to Tim, give to Greg. Oh, well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm Greg will take all I'll of have your a couple hugs. drinks. I'll, I'll have a hug. Yeah. I guess. But it, it <laughs> depends. And then if it gets too, too caressy, uh, then it might get a little bit weird. Okay. But, you know, then I'll caress back. So that's your warning sign. <laughs> all right. Uh, so, yeah, Office Break Gifts, though. Seriously, uh, go there and officebreakgifts.com and pick up a gift packet now. So, yeah. a few things that we were uh, we were talking about at the start. So, Sarah, explain this story really quick. Okay. So, uh, as we were talking about the beginning of the of the show, uh, somebody, a, a celebrity of sorts, well, I guess she hasn't been a celebrity for a while. Quite honestly, I thought she was already dead. What? Did you think she was already dead? Uh, I didn't know one way or another. I, I was really kind of surprised when I dead. saw the news today. Well, I saw this morning uh, that Shirley Temple had died. <clears throat> so, that's sad. Shirley, Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. Famed Shirley Temple. Famous Shirley Temple has the died. And it totally reminded me, I forgot, I have heard stories about Shirley Temple growing up my entire life. Because when uh, when my grandmother was a girl... My great-grandmother was actually a seamstress on a bunch of Shirley Temple's movies. Wow. Yeah, so my grandmother, uh, my great-grandmother was a seamstress for, like, uh, when Shirley Temple was up and coming when, you know, she was just a young girl. So Shirley Temple was the same age as my grandmother at this time. Okay. So, so my great-grandmother would bring my grandmother to work with her on, on the movie sets and everything. And... um and, and you know when there'd be downtime, and when like my great grandmother would be sewing, uh, my grandma would uh, try to spend time with Shirley Temple. Like because they were both little. Because they were both little kids, and they were like sitting in the same area, like the little kid area. But my grandmother, she's a very. Um, this is she's my one remaining living grandparent, and uh, she's very proper and a very lovely woman. And just I remember the stories from when I was a little kid. She's just like Shirley Temple was the biggest brat I have <laughs> ever met. She said that Shirley Temple had this room full of toys that she would sit there and play with, and like other kids would be there, you know, because some of the mothers, like the seamstresses and other right. people working on the set, would bring their children in. Well, there's probably not a lot of daycare back during that time frame. I mean, it was yeah, you probably had to bring your kid with you to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so all the kids would like hang out, and one of the kids happened to be, you know, the super, the superstar, super movie star. 
Shirley Temple. So Shirley Temple had all this room full of all of these toys. And uh, even when she wasn't playing with the toys, I remember my grandmother telling me this. And like Shirley Temple would let nobody touch her toys. Like my grandma would be like, can I play with that? She'd be like, no, that's mine. And was just be a total brat. And um, so I was talking to my dad today. I'm like, Dad, uh, do you remember what exact movies that they were? And he's just like, I don't know what. Like, I know that there were a lot because she was a seamstress, like one of Shirley Temple's main seamstresses. And uh, yeah, and he just said that my dad even said that when he was growing up, he had stories from his grand, like my grandma, his mother, just talking about what a hor- like how horrible it was to be stuck in a room with Shirley Temple. Wow. Yeah. So I mean, I guess I can see it being a child star. You're probably uh-huh. a little bratty, uh-huh. but it was funny to see it from a um, personal perspective because I actually it's you know somebody related to me who had personal experience with Shirley Temple being a bitch to them. <laughs> <laughs> so if TMZ were around back then, your mom or your grandma could have uh, sold this story. She to could make have. Some money. She could have. Yeah. She, breaking news: a child <laughs> star is a little bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I know that just blows people's minds. So nowadays, Shirley Temple would have been driving a Lamborghini and getting high on uh, cold medicine or whatever it was There you she go. Was doing. Yeah. yeah. But uh, but back then, it was nice and wholesome, and she would not share her toys. Wow. Yeah. All right. Yeah, that, so I, my entire bitch. life, like, hearing about Shirley Temple, that's all I've ever, uh, like, equated it with. I'm like, I knew she was, you know. Cause just, watched, that's the association. That was the association my entire life, because I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember Grandma saying that she was a bitch. <laughs> yeah, my mom, see, and that's weird. I have an association with Frank Sinatra just because my mom told me, like, my grandpa... He passed away when I was pretty young, but he was like a very, very nice guy. Never swore, didn't drink, all that stuff, but could not stand Frank Sinatra. Mm. Hated Frank Sinatra. <laughs> my mom always thought it was funny because he was like the nicest guy ever, but for some reason, all of any anger in the world was directed at Frank was Sinatra. It Frank Sinatra? Frank Sinatra is shit, apparently. <laughs> so I have no idea why. I don't know anything beyond that story. Maybe I don't Frank know if Sinatra anyone slept did. with his girlfriend or something. I, I don't know. Uh-oh. Who knows what it is, but whatever it was. Did not like Frank Sinatra, yeah. so that's uh, that's my childhood association <laughs> with that one. Wow. Yeah, it was just weird because I hadn't thought about the Shirley Temple thing in such a long time, and then I saw that she had the died. I'm like, oh, well, a she's she was still alive, and b <laughs> I totally forgot that my grandma had told me about this when I was a kid. So, all right, that was personal personal information. There's about a Shirley there's Temple. a personal anecdote. You're welcome, TMZ. <laughs> You're welcome. I'm sure that'll be breaking news at some point. Well, since we're doing personal anecdotes, can I tell you? About my afternoon yesterday. All right, yes. Yeah, so you're going to uh, talk more about it. I'm going to talk really about it. really been revealing a lot about this lately, so we're just going to... I'm just going to say it because other people have medical issues, and you know what? Gosh darn it. This is something that's happening to me. This is something I'm dealing with. Okay. This is something that is going on on the front of my face. Okay. So basically... Uh, so I've been having eye problems, so I bought this really super expensive mascara, like, uh, I don't know, a month ago. Two months ago. Mm-hmm. Used it. My eyes started to get a little swollen. And then so I stopped using it for a while. It went away. But then because I'm a genius, I used it again. And then my eyes swelled again. Um, come to find out that the uh, mascara I was allergic to became and, and like it clogged one of the follicles in my eyes. This is a very detailed. This is I'm just I'm just saying it just so it's, it's nothing contagious or anything. But I have a motherfucking sty on my eye. It is awful and it hurts and it just makes my eyelid all puffy and it won't go away. What exactly is a sty? A sty is like a, a blockage, like a follicle blockage, like basically uh, like, you know, the where your eyelashes okay. can, like, like it gets clogged okay. in there and so it gets swollen because like fluid and such gets backed up. Ew. Okay. Yeah. Thanks. And it's going on right in the front of my face. So 
So anyway, so I've been waiting. So I've been using like hot compresses and stuff because I don't really want to necessarily. I, I haven't been to the doctor in a long time, and I don't really like going to doctors. Like you know, mm-hmm. if I have an ailment, I'll just kind of call my dad and be like, "Hey, should I get some?" Well, Benadryl? yeah, you have a personal reference, I so do. you don't have to. It's true. But finally, you know, he's in, uh, you know, in Bremerton, and I'm here, and my, I've been, I've had this for about. I don't know, three weeks, a month, and it just wasn't getting any better. So I'm like, fuck it. I finally, I just need to go to the doctor to see what's going on because this is not only painful, but it's also making my vanity suffer. Right. Because I can't wear any makeup. Mm-hmm. And so, and then I have just like one weird eye. So finally, ended up going to the doctor yesterday. And since my dad is such an amazing, like, nice like he's like he's very lo- beloved by all of his patients. Like he has a very wonderful bedside manner. Like mm-hmm. he's very calming and like can give information. Yeah, I met your dad. He's a nice guy. Yeah, uh-huh. he has like this very nice way of speaking. He has a concise way of speaking. I totally forgot that there are people out there that don't have that. That are doctors. That instead of trying to make you feel better about a situation. They try to scare the shit out of you about this. <laughs> so I went to a place in town. I'm not going to say where it was, but I went to a place in town where I scheduled an appointment. I'm like, uh, okay, so I need to go and get a checkup. I think there's something wrong with my eye. Uh, like I have a lump. It, it, my eyes do not look like uh, Bob Costco's. Well, I'll talk about that yes. later, yeah. Uh, no, so I'm like, there's something wrong with my eye. So uh, so the lady at the front, she's like, all right, well, this uh, this lady doctor will be with you in a second. So she brought me back, and I'm like, sh- I showed her my eye. I'm like, okay, so this is what's happened. And this is what's going She's like, oh, has it lasted? She's like, so how long has it been? I'm like, it's been, I don't know, three weeks, a month. She's like, you know, it's a huge problem if anything's, uh, if it lasts longer than seven to ten days, which I know isn't true. And I'm like, okay, well... You know, I've been she using, said that? It's a huge it's problem. It's a huge problem. She's like, all right, well, this is kind of concerning me. And Did it's she not, back away from you? No, but like she was horror? not She was not nice. She was not soothing. She was like, this is actually concerning me. Let's go ahead and, and see what's going on with your eyes. And then I had to lean back in the thing. She pulls... I know oh. that you have to do this. Being, okay. No, no, she had to pull on my eyelashes to like lift up my eyelid to try and look underneath oh, it. Oh, man. Yeah, and all she's right. like, all right, well, I don't really know exactly what's going on here. She's like, but... Uh, I'm not sure. It, it could be. It, it it could be nothing. But it's probably something pretty terrible that might have to lead to you maybe having to have a procedure done to have it she, removed. She said it's probably something pretty terrible. Yes. No, she said it's probably something pretty. She's like, but it has the potential to be something pretty serious. Um, so why don't we go ahead? She's like, because if it does, we're gonna have to have a procedure to cut your eye, but to, to cut your eyelid. She's like, but even then, like, it's probably gonna be a chronic issue for you because those surgeries don't even work very well what she's telling me this and i'm paying her to tell me this and i'm like so you're telling me that it might not i'm like well i just want the antibiotics because you're scaring me beach i was in like i was trying not to cry in front of robot doctor woman but she was making me kind of upset because she's like oh well you know i i can't really tell from here but if it's been this long oh i think that we're probably so we're gonna have to make an incision and maybe you know have a have a nose eye throat doctor coming you should probably start thinking about whether you just want to wear a patch or whether you want a glass eye now glass eyes are expensive we've got it we've got a a book you can look through that was it your your tone is even nicer than hers they'll kind of match your eye color but we're not sure about that no yours is way too calming she was just like all right well it's probably going to be bad she's like i don't uh, i don't know so like what they'll do is they'll have to put an incision in your eyelid i'm like oh my god they're gonna put a, a like a cut on my eyelid she's like no they go in through underneath the eyelid i'm like god damn it and she's like but you know what the, the problem is is like even when they do that it's probably not going to fix it and this is probably going to be wow. a chronic thing. 
I was upset, and I'm just now, like, I was under the impression people got styes all the time. They like, do. That's a pretty common. They thing, do. And right? she said, and I asked her what causes them. She's like, it can be uh, an inflammation. It can be from being sick. It can be from having an allergic to reaction something. Or she actually said, or it can just be from bad luck. That's okay. what she said. Yeah. So she's just like, it just happens. It happens if you have sensitive skin, because I have like family members that have gotten them too, so it might be something with our skin. Let me say, that's the same doctor I would... Did I ever talk about the, the swollen gland on the air? <laughs> I don't know if I did. I, I, I might have brought it up on the air once. This was a couple of months ago. I had... So I had a gland that's, this is, wow, this is graphic. I'm just going to say, anyway, but uh, it was a gland in my cheek that swelled up. And so I woke up one morning out of nowhere and a half of my face was like swollen up like a golf ball. Mm. And it was huge. It oh, was, I remember, it was huge. yeah. And I went to this same company. I didn't, I don't know if I talked to the same doctor, but she said the same thing too. She's like, oh yeah, I don't know how that happened. Yeah. <gasps> Did she have curly hair and glasses? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Actually. I yeah. think it's the same. Yeah, I think she's the she's the main doctor there. Oh, she had care. no. She and I was. I actually said at one point, Greg. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm getting a little. Uh, I'm like, I'm getting a little freaked out because after she told me about like cutting into my eyelid, <laughs> I looked at her. I'm like, I'm sorry. I hope you don't. I'm getting a little upset. And she was just like, I'm like, I don't want to cry or anything. And she's just like, okay. And then just stood there and stared at me, and I'm like, uh, okay. So do you think I'm gonna have? She's like, well, I'm gonna give you antibiotics. I'm not sure if it's going to work, which, uh, spoiler <laughs> alert, they're already working. And um, today, as of, you know, as of this morning, it's already better. Uh, but she's like, I don't, you know, I don't know. So what I'm going to do is you do that for 10 days, then I'm going to have to send you to a specialist to see who can do that procedure that she had already told me doesn't work very well, which is going to cause me chronic eye things. Wow. It was terrible. So this could be a permanent thing for you. No, and then so I left, and immediately I had kept on my brave face, paid my $500 trillion after being told by this woman that basically she's going to scoot my eye out. Yeah, and someone's referencing Better Off Ted. It also reminds me of the doctor on uh, 30 Rock, who not, doesn't know anything. No, and, and I've just talked- keeps saying the worst thing. And so my- Well, you're probably going to die. <laughs> oh, maybe not. That was exact. She's just like, oh, yep, probably going to have the surgery. Doesn't matter, though. Surgery's really bad. Not going to help anything. It's just going to make more problems. Good luck to you. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> so I, I kept on my brave face, paid my stuff, got my eye medication, and walked. And I made it out the door and around the corner. And I just, like, burst into tears. And I was so upset. And I called my dad. And he's just like, hey, honey, what's up? I'm like, Dad, she said they're going to have to cut my eye open and take out the thing. He's just like, calm down. He's like, I don't know what she was talking about. And he's just like, it's fine. Everything's fine. So he's already talked to somebody, um, you know, a, a couple doctors that he's familiar with that aren't as horrible as this woman <laughs> who are like, I know his throat. He's just like, if it comes down to that, I have friends here. We could take care of it here. You know, go there. It's fine. But I was just, she, I was in hysterics when I was walking home and I'm like trudging through the slush because my car isn't working. And I'm walking like, I don't know, like 20 blocks home, hysterically crying with like, Tears running down my face and crying through your giant eye, crying through my giant eye, which was totally swollen because she'd been jabbing at it. It was a hard afternoon. It was not fun. <laughs> well, I'm sorry. I didn't that expect does sound... that. I didn't expect to like. I was just like, yeah, I've been having this for a while. Like, you want to have like just fake empathy? Yeah. Like, oh, I'm sorry, you've been having to deal with this. She's like, all right, what's wrong? Oh yeah, that's bad. Okay. That's, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's somebody who might need a little bit of customer service training. Even even doctors need customer service training mm. at some point. Because, yeah, that's... The, I, I really... 
I have never heard of anyone having a long-term issue. I am not a doctor, but... No, my sister... I would, your dad does happen to be one. I would trust your dad. Well, I won't call... Well, I actually accidentally just called her out. Whatever she knows. Like, my sister's had them before, and, like, they always last, like, you know, a little while. And so it's... Uh, so, like, she would scare me. She's like, anything longer than seven days is just terrible. My sister's like, bullshit. The first one I had was, like, a month and a half, two months. I'm like, all right, thank you. Thank you. You're actually a human that doesn't have it anymore mm-hmm. that hasn't scared me. So, yeah. So, flash forward to this morning. I have the antibiotics. It already is feeling better. So, I hope to just to prove that All right. scary lady wrong. We'll have the countdown to the listener party, whether it's the sty is going to be there or not. But in the meantime... Do you want me to put something up on the website that, like, counts it down? No, we're not going to do it. But in the okay. meantime, in between time, Greg, I bought some, not eyeglasses, some sty glasses to try and block my swollen eyelid. Really, I don't know if this is the route you should go on it saying is. that by saying sty glasses. I'm just going to call them my sty because they're not real because gla- the real glasses I have You are going full Bob Costas right now. I am. The real glasses I have don't block my puffy eyelid, but however, look at these ones. Yeah. They're my sty glasses. Can't that, see shit. I might have to wear these at the listener party so you better get used to them. Okay. All right. Because I can't afford real new glasses. Uh-huh. So I those am are, a douche that those bought are quite reflective glasses just so you know. They're very reflective? Yeah, they're very reflective. Mm-hmm. All I can see are the curtains in those. <laughs> Nipples so. in the chat says, I bet they're stylish. <laughs> wow. Wow. All right. Yeah, people in the live chat. Uh, oh, well, maybe we'll, maybe we'll have to take a picture of this so you can show everyone. Okay. Oh, that's well, fine. We'll you can. Picture. If we, yeah, we can take a picture of my sty glasses. Okay. I'll end up getting a picture there for you. So. Okay. So we can show that off. Wow. Well, between those issues and then myself, I'm... Of course, <laughs> not that this, is, this isn't what the show is going to be. At. We have a great interview coming up, by the way, too. Uh, we do. We're going to be joined Sorry. by Ben Gorman, who is the author of a book called uh, "The Sum of Our Gods," mm-hmm. and uh, and I'm going to let him explain everything with. And it. you guys have a personal connection. We do, and that is the fact that uh, he is actually so he's an author. He's also a teacher at the high school that I went to. Now, he's much younger than when I was there at school. So, I mean, he he wasn't there when I was there. Mm -hmm. But yes, the high school that I graduated from, he is currently a teacher at. Wow. Which is is kind of interesting. That's kind of trippy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I and I mean, and I'll say it, I I graduated from Central High School in Independence, Oregon. And yes, he is a a teacher. I would be pretty sure that would be easy to track Which I'm assuming he's okay with me saying that because I just did it. Well, it says it in his bio. So, okay. Well, yeah. See, there we go. (laughs) All right. So, I'm okay. Uh, But yeah, he's going to come in and talk about his book, which is going to be awesome. And uh, and that'll be coming up here in uh, about about 25 minutes or so. Um, All right. So, I feel so much better getting it out there. I'm sorry. Thank you for letting me talk about that. Yep. No, that's that's good. Clear, she was clear the so air. scary. Well, there's other people out there that maybe has suffering through the same thing that you are. Mm-hmm. So there, now they know. I just have my uh, sinuses swollen up, and I feel like I'm slightly going crazy. <laughs> Which I had another example of going crazy the other day. So this this actually really bothered me, and this wasn't something in the house. This wasn't one of those things where I keep talking about, you know, supposedly the house is haunted or mm-hmm. whatever. This was outside of my house, and so. I want to ask you this. If if I'm insane or, or what's going on, I yes. just want to get it out there. Oh, so okay. yesterday I was talking about how, you know, I, I had uh, – it was snowy. It's been snowing here in Portland, and I went out to just test my car before I was leaving at like 7 in the morning. But I went out there about 6.30 just to start up my car and, and get out my coffee cup and all these things. Get, get everything get everything yeah. squared away. Get everything squared away. So I'm, I'm digging through the side of my truck trying to find my coffee cup because, yes, my my truck's a mess. And uh, finding it in the back. And I live on a side street. There's – no, there was no traffic because mm. it was six thirty, and the roads are were pretty much crap where I where I live. So yeah. nobody was driving, and there was no foot traffic or anything like that. And I look down the street, and 
as I'm digging through my stuff, there was a guy walking down the middle of the street. <gasps> was it a method? Towards me. No, it wasn't one of the methods. Okay. Uh, there was a guy walking down. He was just like walking down the middle of the street towards me. And for some reason, when it's dark out, that always makes me a little unnerved. I'm like, eh, why? I don't no, know. No, I don't like that. I don't like being able to see who, like, not be able to see who they are and they're coming toward me in the Well, dark. yeah, there's just somebody walking down. And so... Since I was, uh, I, I don't like having my back exposed to things. Same reason, like when I go to a restaurant or I sit somewhere, I like to sit with my back to the wall so that way I can see who's coming in and yeah. going out. I don't know why, because I'm crazy and I think somebody's going after me. So I, I'm doing that and I'm like, all right, well, I better find this coffee cup really fast. So I looked at him. He was probably about half a block away. I was like, okay, I got a little bit of time. And I, I popped back into my uh, truck, maybe, maybe five seconds at maximum, found it, and I get grab it and I look back out and I look to see where this guy is who was walking towards me and he's not there the guy wasn't there in the street was he hiding in your truck well this truck? is the thing so no no he wasn't hiding in the truck but I was like okay that's weird so where did he go because it's very quiet you can hear everybody crunching on the snow mm-hmm. it's, it's not like it's anything like that and I'm looking down I'm like okay so he's not on the sidewalks he didn't go the other way uh, so somebody here already okay uh, he didn't go the other way and he's not past me. This guy isn't there anymore. And so I'm like, okay, this is uh, this is kind of unnerving. Maybe, maybe I didn't see a guy walking down the street, but I did. I it was very clear, and I was I was completely awake. You know, I was completely lucid. I was awake for a while. I was already drinking a cup of coffee, and I was like, well, this. How can this be? And so I just sat there. I'm like, logically, how could he have gotten anywhere in five seconds without me seeing him? It yeah, doesn't you make any sense. I can hear it, too. I can hear it. I could see it. There was no way he could get back to the end of uh, that street in five seconds. Like, he would have had to sprint. And even then, on clear conditions, he wouldn't have made it. I still would have seen him. Yeah. And I could not figure it out. I couldn't figure out where the hell this guy went, so I don't know. He was just gone. So either, and it was one of those moments, too, where I'm sitting there, just completely awake, like, well, I think you might be going insane, Greg, because I think you just saw something that wasn't there. <laughs> like, I'm out of my house. I'm awake. I'm fine. Just, you know, a little clogged up from the cold. But, yeah. So do you think he wasn't there? I don't you know. You heard somebody crunching. Yeah. And you saw them well, walking I down think, the street. I I guess I... Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure I heard. I mean, I saw him clearly walking down the street. And he was walking down the center of the street and slowly, like, angling towards me, which I think was, you know, kind of making me more nervous. Like a very long walk across the street going forward at the same time. Yeah. And then just gone. Guy wasn't there. Now, I saw it. I mean, I, I saw the guy. Whether I actually saw something and I'm going insane, I don't know. Yeah, that could I don't also know. be. I don't know because there's only there's only one of two things like either there I don't well I'm something I can't explain or I'm going crazy and or I'm seeing people totally that crazy. aren't there that's an unnerving feeling it unnerved me the rest of the day I didn't even want to talk about it yesterday because I was so unnerved about so it so this happened yesterday when it was still kind of crappy on the roads yes yeah yeah I I saw someone who wasn't there either I created this person in my mind or whatever Hmm. And I don't like that feeling. It was, it was, it seriously was one of those moments where I'm like, wow, that just happened. That's, and you're not, yeah, really, and it's in the morning. You're there. You're awake. You're alert. Oh, yeah. I was plenty awake. Yeah. I was wide awake. I'd already, like I said, started drinking. I wasn't drinking coffee. I was drinking tea, but I'd already started drinking tea. Like I have caffeine and I'm getting ready to go for the day. And 
then it, it then that happened. So what what is that, Sarah? What am I? Am I crazy? I'm pretty sure that's crazy. All right. Wow. It's very. It's Are you sure they couldn't have ducked into bushes? There aren't any bushes or cars yeah. or anything they could have gone to. Uh, Tony's ask, asking how much Nyquil did you drink? The only cold medicine I had had the day before before I went to sleep is I had some of the Alka Seltzer uh, cold cold and flu tablets. Okay. Which. They're pretty... NyQuil I can't take because the only time I can take NyQuil is if I know I can sleep the entire next day because it just knocks me out. I can't take NyQuil at all. It knocks me out for a long time. So I can't take that. This stuff's pretty mild. It just like, you know, loose... It it takes care of a little bit of the stuffiness. Mm -hmm. So it helps me sleep a little bit better. Um, But it's not very strong or anything like that. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Hmm, we are a little nutty. I don't know if anybody else has ever had this happen before. Yeah, it's there's there's got to be a logical explanation. I can't figure it out. Hmm. Other than maybe I'm just going insane. I just don't know it. <gasps> that I mean, is that a most... sign of insanity? Yeah, that seems to be the most logical explanation. Is, is that a sign of insanity? Seeing yes. people that aren't there. Yes, that's exactly. I think that's the definition of insanity. <sighs> that's that's uncomfortable because I'm aware of it. You know, I always thought if I would go insane, I wouldn't be aware of it. Mm-hmm. Like I wouldn't know it's happening. It just all of a sudden that always just be reality. And um, maybe maybe I, I I don't like being aware of it. Mm-mm. I'd rather if I'm going to go insane, I don't want to know I'm insane. Well, actually, it's being pointed out. Uh, Renke's saying that it can be uh, a gift because you can see people that aren't there because that has been happening to you. Right. Yes, it's a with it's the a little gift. boy and everything. Uh, oh, that's yeah. John weird. is saying Greggy probably just hopped in the bushes to poop. Uh, I'm not putting that past happening around my house, but there's no there's no were there any bushes to poop in. in? No, there's no there's no place he could have gotten into for that. Not not from where he was. Not in five seconds. There's there's nowhere that he could have gone. Hmm. So anyway, that's what happened to me. I'm going crazy. Hello, yeah. world. Wow. Follow the descent. Unemployment radio. Listen from the beginning. Hear me slowly go insane throughout the entire show. Who knows when it's going to end? I don't know anymore. So there we go. Wow. Going crazy. All right. Can we switch this up? Because now I feel a little unnerved. I was hoping. Yeah. Maybe do you, you want to do? I was hoping maybe you had something else. Yeah. Let's do a little bit of ball talk. Oh, you want to do ball talk? I have some world of crazy too. Oh well, either one. Either well, one. We still something have some to, time. Something to take me off this. Yeah. No. Okay. We, we still got a little bit okay. time. And I do have an amazing squatch watch coming up. Oh, dear God. Squatch. Squatch. All right. I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. All right. So it's going to be brief balls today. Brief ones. And, of course, we're going to talk about the Sochi Olympics. Why would we not? Happening now over there in Russia. And um, a few different things going on. There is... There has been some uh, some upset posts and uh, interviews given about U.S. double losers. So the luge is the one where so there's there's bobsled, luge, and skeleton. Okay, skeleton's the one where you lay face down with just your head sticking out. Yeah, oh, you're that's like terrifying. face down on your stomach. Yeah, it's terrifying. Luge is the one where you're laying on the sled, only you lean back. You're laying on your back with your feet forward. And then there's double luge where two people in spandex suits uh, push up against each other and lay down and lay down on top of one each, one of each other, you know, one with their legs wrapped around the other one, and including in the men's double luge where this happens. Well, this uh, uh, Canadian group, Canadian Institute of Diversity, uh, Canadian Institute of Diversity and Inclusion released a promotional video 
that uh, is is kind of protesting about the you know the the Russian gay policy, which we all know that Russians, mm-hmm. according to Putin and everybody else, there's no gays in Russia, and the this commercial, all it shows is two of the male losers in their spandex suits getting ready to go down uh, to go to go down the uh, sled down the track uh-huh. and it's just the two of them pushed up against each other like rocking back and forth <laughs> as they get ready to go now they show this in slow motion and then the tagline is the games have always been a little gay let's fight to keep it that way <laughs> <laughs> but the uh, the American <laughs> double losers did not like that too much they weren't uh, they weren't too excited about that one so uh, so they have been protesting it, saying, hey, we're not all... Just because we like the luge doesn't mean we're gay. Like, it's one of those things where they're, they're like saying, you know, we're not against... I mean, whatever everybody's into, it's fine. If you're gay, you're gay. But, but, we're, not, but we're not gay. Yeah. We're not, uh, we're not all gay we just, just like because the we luge. like the luge. Just because two men are pressed up against each other in spandex suits doesn't make us gay. So this, the, uh, the American losers are very upset about this. So there we go. Moving on to ball talk. Um, okay, well, I've got some spoilers from today, but I guess I, I'll I won't do that because they're not showing the American Olympics or that they're not showing the Olympics in the United States until this evening. But the games have already happened today. Oh, so you know who won? I know who won something, and I know who lost something. But I guess I'll I'll wait. I won't spoil that for people in case you're waiting to watch them later on. We'll move. On. Well, I'll I'll go past it. Okay. I'm just saying. I know. I could at any time spoil it, or you could just go online anywhere. And see it <laughs> Or see people posting it everywhere. everywhere So is there a big spoiler? Is there something big that happened? It's a big spoiler It's a big spoiler Yeah, if you follow a certain sport It's it's a pretty big deal Pretty big deal Somebody lost Alright, for the next 15 seconds Just tune out I will do 15 seconds only And I will spoil it Starting Now Sean White of the U.S. going for his third straight gold. He would have been one of four Olympians ever to get three straight golds in their sport. Uh, lost today. He lost out completely of the oh. U.S. Snowboard Halfpipe Championship. Or not U.S. Sorry, of the Olympics Halfpipe Championship. And no U, no United States person or a Canadian one. No American or Canadian. It was that a, uh, I believe a, Ru- a Swiss, a Russian-born Swiss won it all. And then Japan took silver and bronze. No American, no Canadian in it. Wow. Yeah. yeah. All right, end spoiler. All right, end spoiler. No. I should have had my spoiler alert sound mm-hmm. out. Right, I'll, I'll dig that back out again. Uh, so there we go. That was what uh, That's things that happened. That's surprising. Yep. And we'll, we'll, like I said, we'll keep the Olympics brief here because I, the, the other thing I want to talk about is this, and it does have to do with the eye problems, and that's... Poor Bob Costas. Oh, Bob. Yeah. So Bob Costas is the host of the NBC coverage of the Olympics, you know, as he has been forever, for like the last 20, 30 years. Uh, it's always been Bob Costas. I always associate him with the Olympics. And then before that, the NBA. Like, that's always been his thing. And uh, he, as it's been widely uh, talked about, contracted an issue when he went over there. I don't know if he got it over there or here before he went, but Bob Costas, if you watch any of the coverage of him, has pink eye. So, like Sarah has her sty glasses, Bob Costas has his pink eye glasses. <laughs> oh, God. That he's but you been can't wearing. Cover, at least mine's like trying to cover the eyelid. Eyeballs are a whole other different story. Yeah, and so he contracted pink eye, and it's, you know, and pink eye's not like a serious condition. It'll go away, but it takes a few days to go away. And you're highly contagious during, mm. the, during the first part of it. He's still been powering through and broadcasting. However, today it was announced NBC is going to go ahead and let Bob Costas take a break 
and rest for the next few days. And Matt oh, Lauer. Oh, he must be so bummed. Yeah. Well, Matt Lauer is going to take over. Bob Costas, I mean, he's taking it with a grain of salt. He's a professional broadcaster. I mean, he knows what's going on. And he was actually on uh, on television yesterday with himself and Mary Carrillo. And they were doing the hosting and where he talked about how, you know, he's, he's going to be taking a break. And they were sampling some of Russia's wares, which, of course, is vodka. So live on air, Bob Costas took a shot of vodka with uh, with Mary Carrillo, and he said, I'm not really a vodka, gu- vodka guy, but look at it this way. My eyes can't get any redder no matter what I do. <laughs> so he took a shot of vodka, and now he's <laughs> taking a break for the next few days. So Bob Costas taking a little break from the Olympics. Matt Lauer instead. I would rather have Bob Costas. Oh, yeah. Matt Lauer is such a douchebag. Yeah, I don't like. I don't enjoy he seems watching. Like he's kind of would be. He's like no. He's a pompous like dick yeah. is what he seems like, and apparently all reports point to that being. Yeah, Bob Costas seems like he'd be pretty cool. Yeah, I don't know. No, like he's got Bob a Costas seems totally great. Yeah. Well, anyway, Bob Costas drinking hey, vodka can, and watching the games. If you can make fun of yourself having pink eye in front of the entire world, like that's balls of steel, my friend. Yep. Yep. All right. Well, there we go. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. Greg, I was able to post a picture of my sty glasses in, in the chat. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Good, good. Just so well, we'll, can we'll see. get a picture of that up on the, the website at funemploymentradio.com as well. All right, well, should we do a quick World of Crazy? Uh, sure, do some World of Crazy, and then I got a Squatch Watch that I got to get into. Okay, well, it's not all you, Greg. I got I, I didn't get, get to do World of Crazy in. yesterday. I'm doing it today. You're doing it. <laughs> Hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dillon. Welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. First up, our sister to the north. I'm talking about Vancouver, Canada, Greg. Oh. Now, Vancouver, Canada is breaking some records, but not the ones that you'd think. Because they are announcing that they are going to be the first city that is going to distribute... Crack pipe vending machines, and this is true. I made damn sure it wasn't a false They're story. Going it is everywhere. To distribute crack pipe vending They're machines. They're crack pipe vending machines, which is actually for a decent reason, which are installed in the city's troubled you're, downtown east side in a bid to curb the spread of disease amongst drug users. You're sure this wasn't uh, an onion story? I made very sure. I made very sure. Okay. So uh, it's called. Por- uh, it's called. Uh, the Drug Users Resource Center operates two of the machines, so they dispense Pyrex crack pipes for just 25 cents. Let me tell you why. Because a lot of people share crack pipes when they're smoking the crack. And, of course, you know, Canada is the home of the crack with the crack-smoking mayor and what have you. But um, This is true. Uh, but a lot of people, when they share crack pipes, if they're cut, if they're chipped or cut, they can spread uh, diseases like hepatitis C, like all different kinds of uh, diseases can be spread mouth to mouth if one of them cuts their lip on oh. a broken crack pipe. By the way, this also shows uh, how far behind Canada or behind America Canada is. Mm-hmm. They're like perpetually like twenty five years behind. Yeah, they're just discovering crack right now. <laughs> in twenty five years, meth is going to be all the rage in Canada. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's what they're saying. So they're investing in crack pipe machines where you can uh, spend 25 bucks, or excuse me, 25 cents on a Pyrex crack pipe so that you don't contract HIV or hepatitis C from other any other of your crack smoking friends. Wow. Would you buy one just because it's there? Also, If I had a quarter and I was in the area and I saw a crack pipe vending machine, out of sheer curiosity and because I was there, I would have to buy a crack pipe. Also, do you really trust crackheads to all go 
buy a buy a crack pipe out of a vending machine? I I don't know. This isn't my like personal thing. Okay, I was just curious. Next up, a Florida man has been charged after deputies say he walked into another person's house, removed his clothing, and shouted nonsensical phrases before resisting arrest. <laughs> I love him. This is in Palm Beach, Florida. Palm, Be- uh, Palm Beach Sheriff's Office said a man named Conrad Hopper walked through the unlocked door of a home uh, this past weekend. So deputies say that Hopper was in a state of, as the residents inside of the house described, excited delirium. Now, there was a person inside of the home who was feeding his aunt's dog, so the owners weren't home. Uh, however, the nephew of the people who owned it was there at the time and told deputies that when Hopper walked into the house, he appeared intoxicated, but not from alcohol. He then excitedly walked toward the victim, started touching and caressing his face, and tried to take his glasses off. Uh, Hopper then started taking off all of his clothes while screaming loud, nonsensical statements, so the victim decided to leave the house and call 911. Uh, When the authorities arrived, they saw Conrad Hopper walking around completely naked in a menacing manner, breaking objects throughout the house, all the while shouting statements such as, five, six, seven, eight, grandma, grandma, girlfriend, one, two, three, four. (laughs) Wow. Do you think he's like some kind of like a government cyborg or something that just kind of went crazy? He's like a they, Rain Man. Yeah. Well, no, not like, like a, a Rain Man. There's, there's a big Rain Man was not a cyborg, Sarah. No, Rain I'm not Man saying he's a, a cyborg, but maybe he was some kind of code. Like he was cracking a government code. Well, no, I'm, I'm thinking maybe he's something you know, an ex- experiment gone wrong. <gasps> oh, okay, so five, six, seven, like eight, grandma, is, grandma, girlfriend, one, two, right, three, this four. Is the Born Identity Five or something like that. Okay. Just saying, you got to expand your mind a little bit. Next up, thank you to everyone who sent this to me, including Katie in Texas. Hypocrisy reached new levels when the actor who played McGruff the crime dog has been arrested and is now going to jail for a period of 16 years. Yes, CBS Houston is reporting that John R. Morales, who, of course, played uh, McGruff the crime dog. He was the guy inside of all of the McGruff the crime dog, uh, like, outfits and such for all of the, you know, warnings. Don't do drugs, kids. Oh, yeah. I still, on my uh, bike when I was a kid, I had a big sticker of McGruff. Well, he's heading to jail for 16 years after accepting a plea deal related to his 2011 arrest in Galveston, Texas, during which cops found... 1,000 marijuana plants, 27 weapons, including a grenade launcher, and 9,000 rounds of ammunition. So, very ironically, it was a drug-sniffing dog that tipped off cops <laughs> to Morales' weed stash. So he will be in jail for the next 16 years. Here's something not to do at a college party. We were just reminiscing about college with one of our friends down the hall. Uh, a college student in Albany, New York, has been accused... Of pissing off a police officer by pissing on his head. Oh, Don't yeah. pee on a police officer's that'll, head. That'll tend you to do it. You fucking idiot. Yes, police arrested the very stupid and drunk Noah McCall, 19 years young, early Sunday morning while breaking up a wild party at Pi Kappa Phi. Officers showed up at the scene and observed several people inside and outside of the residence consuming alcohol and making quite the racket. While officers were shutting down the party, Noah McCall... 
Genius. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Allegedly, quote, urinated off the rear staircase directly onto a uniformed police officer. Right. They'll never catch you. They'll never find you. Yes. Uh, police noted uh, in the arrest report that McCall's urine allegedly also dribbled onto the cop's head and onto his face. Subsequently, the officer was taken to a local hospital to be treated for bodily fluid exposure. Oh, God. Shortly after the incident, McCall was taken into custody and charged with third-degree reckless assault. He is also, I'm sure, going to be charged with a lot more. Uh, he also had a, a phony driver's license on him as well. Uh, what Luke, a fucking idiot. Yeah. Uh, well, at the house... I mean, I did some dumb things in college. Don't get me wrong. Peeing on a police officer? that That's a special category. No. That's a special category. Yeah, so he is going to jail for the foreseeable future. What? I have one more story. Why All are right. you hesitating? Well, it is leading up toward a holiday that's important for some people, not for all. I do not care about it, except for that Papa Murphy's has heart-shaped pizzas. But, of course, Valentine's Day is coming up. That's happening on Friday. And everyone likes, you know, as we were talking about, Tim, I'm so sorry to do this, but I know you'd appreciate it. There's officebreakgifts.com where you can go and get a classy gift for someone. You You know, and it's handmade. Well, this is the kind of gift that's handmade that you don't want. And I'm sorry in advance. Oh. You guys, if a woman gives you a box of chocolates for Valentine's Day, maybe you should think twice before consuming them because of a disturbing trend that's coming out of Japan. And here's the headline. Here I go. Why are you doing this to us? Whatever it is. As a Valentine's Day surprise... There is a trend for girls in Japan that consists of them hiding their own menstrual blood in Valentine's Day chocolates. Oh. If you were an unsuspecting Japanese boy awaiting a Valentine's Day box of homemade chocolates this year, you might have more terrifying edibles awaiting you. According to a disturbing new trend making the rounds, more girls may be embellishing their boxes of chocolates they buy for their bows with extra romantic bits of not only menstrual blood, but it can be menstrual blood, split, spit, hair, or anything else that will keep a so-called spell going that will ensure their love is reciprocated by the recipient of the chocolates. So basically, there is a culture that says if women put parts of their body inside of their chocolates, then you will forever love them. So I'm just saying, gentlemen and ladies out there. Uh, someone's saying that this isn't real. Um, yeah. Talk to all the kids that suffered through Jenkum, okay? Totally real. I'm just saying be careful of the chocolates. I'm not eat. accepting any M&Ms from people at the listener party. That would be quite the feat if they could put things inside of M&M's. Yes, it's not worth the risk. <laughs> there he goes. That, my friends, is your world of crazy. Crazy. Well, should we bring our guest in? Then you can do your Squatch yeah, Watch. Yeah, yeah. Let's bring our guest in. I'll do the Squatch Watch here because later. Because if he's, you know, if he dabbles in folklore and such, I'm sure that he knows a, a thing or two about Squatches. I would imagine so. All right. So, yeah. Let's go ahead and take a break. And um, we'll be joined here in just a moment by Mr. Ben Coleman. Right here on FunEmploymentRadio.com. Thank you. 
You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Hi everyone, how you guys doing? I um, mean, you're listening now to Fun Employment Radio. And this is Tommy Wiseau. You are tearing me apart, our audience in Portland. Portland? It's not the Portland. I am not how it's to... It's kind pr- of Portland. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you see, now they correct me. I'll be uh, cut. Did you hear... Tommy Wiseau. Did you hear that James Franco is going to be doing uh, a movie about the making of The Room? James Franco, like a serious James Franco, movie? yeah. No, he's a... like About the Room. About the Room. About the making of The Room. Wow. I am so... Fucking excited! Tommy Wiseau's comeback. Tommy, it is well. He never goes away. He's just always kind of there. Like he has the book, uh, the Disaster Artist, that was not written by him, but it was Greg Sestero who wrote it about him. Yeah, Tommy Wiseau's not going anywhere maybe fast. That, maybe that autographed football will be worth something. I know. Don't get rid of the football. It won't be worth Mm-mm. anything. All right, welcome back to Fun Employment Radio. <laughs> Thank you so much. You're just everyone. still mad that he threw it at your head. Oh yeah. well, yeah. I mean, he was he was an ass. Yeah. You can watch that video on YouTube. Um, welcome back to Fun Employment Radio. Thank you everyone for tuning in today, and we are joined now. By Mr. Ben Gorman, author of The Sum of Our Gods and teacher at the high school where I graduated. That is so weird. <laughs> that does sound weird. Yes. Yeah. Hey, how's it going? Hello. Author and teacher at Greg's High School. Yes. <laughs> so, to be straight, you weren't one of Greg's high school teachers. No, no. no. I am, yes, I am. You guys old, are about the same age. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, enough, close enough. I have no idea, but close enough where uh, Ben wouldn't have been my teacher. Yeah, I started, I think, pretty closely after you graduated. So really? A little, little older, but not, uh, yeah, not, not old enough to have taught you. Wow. See, that is so weird. So uh, Maybe he I've, taught your brother. Uh, let's see. I started in 2000. How old's your brother? No, he would have graduated already. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but that's close, though. Yeah. That's close. Um, wow. So weird. Well, that's that's fantastic. So you're a teacher, and you've written this book. So um, I want you to do the explanation, and you were nice enough to bring in a couple yes, of Yes, and he even wrote awesome. some. He wrote an inscription. Oh, we have inscriptions? Like, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Oh, that's so, nice. so Thanks, awesome. Ben. Well, this book is Thank just you. fascinating. So why don't you tell us a little bit about it and then what inspired you to write it? Sure. So this is uh, the story of a guy who is cursed by God to have coffee with God once a week and listen to God complain. <laughs> and uh, that doesn't sound so bad, except that God is a crotchety, whiny old deity who uh, is complaining about all the various gods of all the different kinds of mythologies who are trying to take his place. So it's, yeah, it's funny and it's uh, it's it's fun and it, you know, is mildly blasphemous. So. Yeah. <laughs> so the char- the main character in the book is an atheist, correct? No. Well, no, he, he knows very, he knows for a fact that God exists because he has coffee with him once a week. But, well, I guess uh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, but the, the, you know, the, the various characters are all trying to unseat God. And there is actually a God of atheism, Meme, the God of, uh, of uh, evangelical so atheism, who's <laughs> trying to kill God, but he's not sure what will happen if he successfully does. And <laughs> so, yeah, it's, it's, you know, there's Baldur and Thor and uh, uh, Artemis and all these other characters from Aztec mythology, and it's, so it's it's fun. It's a lot. It's designed to be fun, and yet if people are offended by that kind of thing, they should buy a copy and really decide if they're offended. And if they're not sure, they should <laughs> ask their friends to also read it and decide if they're offended. <laughs> they should right. probably buy their That's own copies exactly. just to yeah. make sure. Lots, you know, right. And then if they want to burn them because they're so horribly offended and then buy more, that would be fine. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Buy as many as you want and then, then burn them. Whatever they want. I'll sign them. <laughs> then they can burn them. There you go. Yeah. Well, what, what, uh, how'd you come up with this idea? Yeah, I guess well, is what I'm saying. Uh, I was, I, I'm a former Christian myself and, uh, you know, 
lots of you know respect to Christians out there, but uh, in the process of kind of losing my faith, I was like, this is unpleasant. Losing your faith is not a, is not a fun thing. How can I turn this into something fun and funny for other people? So I was kind of poking fun gently at some of the stuff that I was wrestling with, and it turned into a kind of a fun idea. So wow, I went with it. Yeah. So is this your first book? This is well. This is my first book published. Your first I, published, yeah, published I, I, book. I, I, I have written uh, six I'm, or seven, which sounds really pretentious, but it actually is six or seven. It depends on how you define it. I had one that was like <laughs> six hundred pages long and split it into two. So is that seven? I don't, I don't know. Dang! Uh, yeah. Wow, that is impressive. And they've all gone to gone to publishing like this. Yeah, no, no. This is the first one. So this is one where I went. You know what? It's this one. I'm finally is, confident enough. It's good enough. Yeah. It should be in people's hands. So this is the one that I said. Okay, I'm I'm going to actually start putting these out there, and and uh, it's been very well received so far. Yeah. That, that is so fantastic. I mean, I can't imagine what the process is like to actually get a book published, you know, let alone write something that people will want to read, you yeah. know, oh, number yeah. one. And then and coming up with the idea and all of that. But, yeah, actually to go through and get this thing published, that's fantastic, man. Congratulations. You have to have a physical copy because yeah. there are lots it of, is, like – It is nice. Yeah, to, e-books yes. and stuff now, but to have a real, like – And it's available it's on ebook if people want to, you know, get Absolutely. it on Amazon. or uh, The Nook sales have been really weak, so if you have a Nook, you know, people should hop on and, and try and catch up in that department. Yeah. But, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been wild. And just, yeah, the first time you hold it in your hand, like uh-huh. I have a really goofy <gasps> picture of myself holding it with, like, this huge – Jading cheesy grin. Oh, that's awesome. I have a book. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> well, so I mean you, you go through and get this put what what is the uh, what has the response been so far? Like um, what have people have there been anybody has there been anybody that's upset nobody's, about the reference? Nobody's been to- offended yet. So far, it's been really positive. People have enjoyed it. I was my my folks are both former pastors. They're they're living over. Oh wow! Know, my, yeah, and so I was most nervous about them. I was like, oh man, they're going to be <laughs> deeply offended, and uh, they've been incredibly supportive. So that's that's been nice. They, you know, my mom was like, I don't know why God has to use the f word, and <laughs> I'm not so sure about that. And I was like, I had to make it clear on page two that this book was not for everybody. Yeah, <laughs> like, as quickly as possible, I save people time. God drops the F-bomb on page two. This is not a book for everybody out there. But. Wow, that's interesting. That's a really bold concept. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's, been, it's been fun. Yeah, you got to be ready to ruffle some feathers with yeah, having a little bit. God well, and, say yeah, fuck. And, uh, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, like, I, I don't know what you guys, you know, religious uh, predilections are. I'm assuming Sarah X. Dillon. Fallen Catholic. Islam. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah so. I grew up Catholic as well. So. No, we'll yeah. go, Greg and I both go to our respective uh, parents' churches once a year yeah, to, yeah. Like, to, make, to make them happy. C&E people, but only halfway. Right? Exactly. Right, yeah. I'm not, I dropped the E. A while ago, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. You know, there will certainly be people who will be like, "This is too much. I can't. uh, You know, I can't. I can't go down this road." You know, Jesus takes his friends to a strip club at one point. I've had a lot of folks like, "What? (laughs) Jesus goes to a strip club?" Well, yeah, you know, that's where his friends want to go. He's Jesus. He can yeah. go wherever he wants, you know. Yeah. Uh, but he, you know, it, at the same time, like, Jesus comes across very well, and uh, Muhammad comes across as a really great friend of Jesus. And so it's not intending to, like, insult these people, but uh, it's – or these, these, you know – uh, characters, but it's it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that is fantastic, man! Congratulations, seriously that that's so incredible. So, come up with this, and you can get the book, uh, like you said, on the Nook, on Amazon, on all kinds of different. Where can they right get now. physical yeah. copies? Uh, physical copies on Amazon, on Barnes and Noble, uh, just about any bookseller. Bookseller, there's one uh, bookseller that's got copies, but they're for sale for like a hundred and something dollars. Like they went <laughs> to Amazon, bought it for the the you know the, the retail price of nine bucks, and they're selling it for like a hundred and something dollars. What? Yeah, what? wow. I don't know. I was like, I'm kind of tempted to buy it to see if it comes with magic or something. Well, what, right. what are people possibly getting for that? But uh, but yeah, so so you know, check Amazon's lowest price. That's perfectly fine with me. <laughs> wow, 
That's so is it like they have physical copies yeah, and they're so selling they, it? Yeah, I, th- I think they, and and if you go to the used section on Amazon too, somebody has it for sale for a thousand dollars. Really? Just yeah. To so see I think somebody... it's somebody who's like savvy, who's like you know, there's an idiot out there who's going to think this is special. Right. I'm going to buy a copy for nine bucks <laughs> and then sell it used. And if somebody accidentally clicks on this, I get a thousand dollars. Hey, so, whatever. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting kind of book, uh, you know, money making scheme I'd never considered. Uh, but that that person selling it for a thousand dollars is not me. Uh, so that people don't have to worry that they're they're getting ripped off. They can just get it for the uh, the, the cover price. <laughs> mm-hmm. Man, if you could sell them each for a thousand dollars, I know. Yeah, you'd oh be my set. gosh. Oh yeah, that would that <laughs> would totally change. The, you know, there'd be a lot more novelists. So if you <laughs> want to pay a thousand dollars, you can. Yeah, that's fine. Or I, I can... still get the you know the original couple bucks from the first one that was sold. <laughs> but, uh, so you but fancy published author with your books selling for thousands of dollars. I guess yeah. so. Yeah, I should I should put it on a resume. You totally yeah. should. My book it's sells like, for uh, a thousand. <laughs> and people will pay it. When they do pay it, you can actually say, like, published author whose book oh, yeah. sold for $1,000. Oh, yeah. So, published author, you know, writer extraordinaire, living in Monmouth Independence, or Independence, independence I guess. Yeah, living in Independence, yeah. teaching high school English still. So, And I think that's cool for my students, because I get to say, this is something real. I really do do this, and it's valuable, and, and I enjoy it. So, you know, I, I know we can all remember back to high school teachers where you look at them and you'd go, that math teacher never does math. That right, history yeah. teacher does not actually enjoy history, and uh, not in my school. I, I've got great colleagues, but uh, you know, it's nice to be able to say to my uh, to my students, "This is something I actually participate in." So, yeah. let's, let's do this together, and, and they enjoy it. And I've got a really good bunch of kids this year. So, have they actually read the book? Uh, well, that's that was one of the tricky things. You need to so put it be, on the reading yeah, syllabus. Yeah, it would be really unethical <laughs> to say, and the, the book that you all have to go out and buy is mine. <laughs> so, I, you know, I didn't tell any of them, and then one of the students in class one day is like, "Hey, Mr. Gorman, I see that you wrote a book." <laughs> and I was like, yes, I am not telling you to read it. Like, don't go to your parents and say, Mr. Gorman said we have to read this book that has the F-bomb <laughs> on page two. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was like, I know I'd like to keep my, 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 my day job, please. I really like being a teacher. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, the kids, so some of the kids have read it, and that's, that's been fun. They're like, wow. I read your book. I really, I really liked it. I was like, wow, I, I didn't think that I was going to be encouraging reading in quite that way today. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's cool. And that's neat. So the school that you are teaching in physically is the same one that – yeah, little Greg Nibbler went to. It That's is. Right. And yeah. graduated well, it's high different now. I mean, that whole school has been like revamped. But yes, yeah, we were talking about the how the, school. They, they totally overhauled the building. Like when I started mm-hmm. working there, it was the same building that you attended. Yeah, and it was falling apart. Oh the, yeah, the the room that I had, my classroom, they had previously taken the this courtyard, the this interior courtyard that had been really nice. Yeah, and they'd walled it in and made that into the library. Oh, which re- meant yes. that the room uh-huh. that I had had no windows. I called it my Hobbit hole. Like <laughs> it was dark and gross and probably moldy it was just this like nasty room and i got the job here at the portland they do this annual uh, uh teacher fair where you know they, they hire folks and so i came up here hi- got hired and had never seen the building came down there and was like oh crap what, what, <laughs> what have i done i'm going to be moving to this small town and now i'm teaching in this hobbit hole this is scary and since then they have overhauled the building it's beautiful and uh so yeah i mean it's now it's a great place to be like yeah come check out our school it's really really mm-hmm. cool so that's great for the kids too that's funny that courtyard must have been walled in like not very long after i, I oh yeah so yeah. that became the library yeah uh-huh yeah, that was like right after I left. Wow, weird. So what do weird. you do? I know that you're a writer and you have a family. I know you have a child and, and a wife. What what does one do for fun and independence? Uh, gets out of independence. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Uh, there's, there's not a lot of, you know, we've got some new restaurants that are appearing, so that's kind of nice. The cool thing about independence is there was actually a documentary made about it because there was this guy who tried to find the most independent 
place in the country where there were no big box stores, there were no, you know, there's no Walmart, there were no chain stores, and he found the most independent place in the country, ironically, is Independence, Oregon. There's really? a McDonald's. Yeah. Now we've got an auto zone. That's it. Like, no chains. Yeah, and McDonald's they, came in, I believe it was my senior year in high school when McDonald's yeah. came in. It was like a big deal, like, McDonald's is coming to town. And yeah, yeah before that, there was, n- other than Dairy Queen, there right, was no chain. Right, and even that's Monmouth. Like, yeah. even, you know, Monmouth's got Bymart, and yeah, there's true. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Independence. So, like, yeah, I guess Independence, there's nothing. And, and it's, I don't know why that is. For a long time, Monmouth was dry. Okay, I was going to ask and which so, half was the dry yeah, one. Monmouth yeah. was the dry half and Independence. So, you you know, you had to drunk drive from the, the campus of, of Western Oregon University into, you know, or back from, from the bars in Independence. So maybe that kept more of the independent, but it's not, they're not, there aren't that many bars. Yeah. So I don't know what created that circumstance but independence has stayed really independent so that's cool but uh no if you want to go see a good band or or whatever oh we do have a really good movie theater though now so yeah that's a lot of movies that's uh that's also odd to me that there's a movie theater in town because we always had to go to salem or albany you know something like that yeah well, my the big cities <laughs> big cities yeah. it, has, it has you know this big giant cinema sign and the sea went out so it was enema for a while which is pretty close to enema and my son who doesn't even know what an enema is thought that was hilarious because we thought it was hilarious so he still is like are we gonna go to enema and see a movie and we're like ah should we explain why this is a joke no let's just not let's so, just let, let him have his fun that's awesome well, you were saying, too, before we went on that – so you listen to the show, it's Fun Employment Radio, and you have something about one of the dreams That's I was right. talking about That's a couple right. of days ago. So you had – you, and this is a recurring dream, right, that you've been having, this the, the green – Yeah, it happened a couple one? of times where – like the, basically the dream was where I was out in a – kind of at a, like a vacation house with a bunch of friends, and there were these unseen monsters that other people couldn't see. One mm. of our friend's uh, children was also in the dream, and he's like a six-year-old boy, and he could see them, and I could see them every now and then, and they were very angry at me that I could see them, and they were pushing and shoving other people, and uh, they were, had like these gross green like swords, and Ugh. yeah, they were really disturbing. Okay, so so here's my theory. So okay, th- the monster is bothering you, but it's bothering your friends more, and that's yes. what's bugging you, right? Yeah. And uh, it has green open wounds, red eyes. You mentioned last time, mm-hmm. uh, and there's a kid who can see it, but yeah. but nobody else can. Yes. So here's my theory: you're worried about something that's bothering your friends, and you wish you could solve the problem of theirs. Okay. And the problem is green. Oh. You wish they were overflowing with green. Oh. But they aren't, and that lacking is painful like an open sore. So it's money. You wish you could solve all your friends' money problems. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah, so so here's what I think everybody who's listening should do is (laughs) click on all of the links on the homepage. Solve Greg's money problems. He can fr- solve it. Do it for the kids. Yes. Do it for the children. Do it for, for the, the kids. Kid. There's yes. a kid who can see the green monster. The I parents like are trying unsuccessfully to hide their money problems from him. this kid. You know, do it for the kids. So and go, if you like this theory, I have also had this dream. Many, many, many. Really? Make, no, never. But let's go with that. You know. So go to squarespace.com. Use fun employment to purchase your uh, web service. Go to make a green Make a green Uzi monster website. There you yeah. go. Using Squarespace, solve Greg's problem. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> well, wow. speaking of monsters, we did have one more thing that Greg wanted to do before. We do. We do. And uh, that is the fact that I have a new Squatch Watch, which he is Sarah so ex- has been doing the Squatch Watch. He will not lately. let me do the Squatch Watch today, even though it's a, about a woman. And he's just like, you cannot do the Squatch Watch. Just no. Like, got very territorial. Squatch Watches are my thing. I do Squatch <laughs> He's territorial watches. about a Squatch Watch. He totally oh, yeah. is. Yeah. Well, yeah. well, Sarah's been trying to steal them. Yes. It's a, I think the, they're territorial, too, right? I think there's there's something there. Exactly. Yeah. It's uh, Exactly. It's Greg, against, saying, Greg and Squatches against the world. Okay. <laughs> 
Squatch really? Watch. Squatch. All right. Here is the breaking news Squatch Watch story. All right. So this comes out of Avondale, Louisiana, where a 70-year-old woman, and she just goes by the name L. Melissetti. They don't even actually say her real name in here. Oh, my goodness. We'll call her L. And she has come out and, and made this proclamation, made a statement that between the years of 1964 and 1972, <laughs> she helped raise... A baby Bigfoot. Dun, dun, dun. And she doesn't want her name released. That's shocking. Yeah. Yes. She, does. she doesn't want her name released. Um, so here's what her Even story though is. Even Melissetti and Avondale. Yeah, it shouldn't be tough to find yeah, her. Yeah, seriously. It's, it's such a real I, real I can't imagine Avondale's a big town. But here's what she's claiming. So she said, and these are her words, he was so little, so cute, I had to do something about it. So she found a baby Sasquatch in the swamp out behind her house. Uh, she said he was so defenseless laying next to the mud and water curled crying like a baby his parents were either dead or they had abandoned him. So she said that he was 20 pounds and had a hairless face that quote did not look like a humans nor a monkeys. And <laughs> I like it when humans nor monkeys. <laughs> yeah. You started to talk like Bill Compton. Is that why we're defaulting to the Louisiana, Louisiana swamps? Yeah. He accepted <laughs> me as a friend right away. I took him home only for three nights to nurse him back to health. She doesn't explain the nursing How the thing. nursing went, yeah. yeah she, oh, gross. I don't want to know about well, her nursing. At least she, his face was hairless. She said... <laughs> Greg, you need to do it in the Bill Compton voice. Okay, well, she said... She led the... She fed the Bigfoot anything she had at hand, from lettuce and tomatoes to eggs and goat milk. And he liked tomatoes very much. He'd take them away from my hands and eat them whole. His favorite ones were brandy wine, although he seemed to enjoy the cherry tomatoes, too. She made a very big list about the tomatoes. It's very oddly specific. Uh, she said that after she released the animal back into the wilderness, it kept coming back <gasps> to her house. So every time he came back, usually during evening, when most people weren't around, I'd give him more food. I have a feeling she sells tomatoes at the local. Like, probably. <laughs> she she's, likes her you know, She's like, tomatoes. everybody else should try my brandy wine, too. Brandy wine and cherry tomatoes. <laughs> Fed to a Sasquatch. Same kind of Squatch is like. And she said that she eventually, it, so the thing would keep coming back, the Bigfoot would keep coming back. And since she was a single woman and had no children, it was easy for her to keep No, the crazy lady who's been nursing a baby man, Bigfoot yeah. is single with I'm, no children? I'm sure she just never met the right man. That's yes. all it was. She's like, crazy cat lady, I'm one-upping you. <laughs> yeah, I am crazy squatch lady. You've got nothing on crazy me, Crazy swamp squatch lady. Uh, she said that he was my friend, even though he couldn't speak well. Sometimes, he was my friend? That's the saddest <laughs> thing some, ever. Sometimes he'd say words that taught him in English. Words like tomato, food, love, and hungry. So apparently wow. the Squatch learned that. So what eventually love. happened to the Squatch if, he, if she only had him for a certain amount of years? Well, she goes on to explain after a while, because he would keep coming back. Then one day, he brought a friend with him. So, and at first, the other guy was shy. She said, these are her words, hiding behind the bushes. But little by little, he began to trust me too. So there we were, sitting on my porch, two Bigfoots and I having dinner under the moon. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my God. She said that when people in town began using... Oh, I'll even quote her. Okay, here's her, her quote. When people in town began using them CB radios, the Bigfoots didn't visit as much. Then I had to move out because of my age, but I know they're still there. A big group of Bigfoots. I taught them about hunters and other people that might hurt them and not to trust any humans. I shouldn't be telling you this, but maybe my old age betrayed me. Oh, I'm not sure I like the ending of the story. I think she should have... I, I, I think there's a movie to be made here. There there's, is. Well, she says... Oh, dear Lord. She did say... That she hasn't told anyone else about this except for her friend Maggie. And it's her friend Maggie who contacted the author. And she also said that 
Maybe I'm planning to publish my secret journal someday. Now, she said she's got pictures of Sasquatch and of her and the Sasquatches having lunch hidden somewhere. She's not going to say where. They're hidden in her secret mm. in her secret place. In her secret place. And she might just publish yeah. her secret journal. So there we go. Wow. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking that she should just totally revamp the ending. You know, the, 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 the time she got him a Harvard interview, uh, you know, when they, when they had their first part-time oh, jobs. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, there's, this could be great. The lady in Louisiana who ends up raising a pair of Sasquatches. Oh, yeah. Uh, ultimately. And, you know, sitting out on, and, you know, then they retire after a long career and they're all sitting out on the porch together drinking mint juleps. <gasps> That's yeah. just a, like that, that video lovely. where, like, the woman raised the baby lion. Yeah. And then, like, three years later comes back and you think the lion's going to attack her. But really, they hug and everyone cries and it's all wonderful. It's going to be like her with Bigfoot. That, um, that, that video was, that, that could have gone horribly wrong. I, that that could have gone Every time so I watch that video, wrong. you're it's tense. Like, uh, like, uh, oh, this is about to go down yeah. really, really poorly. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that could be the twist squatch ending. That could like, be. And, just and no. <laughs> well, uh, Kelton in the chat is saying, I feel sorry for this old lady. Don't feel sorry for her because schmucks like Greg, no offense, Greg, will be buying her journal Absolutely. the second she put it. They'll buy her feel no sympathy for this, sympathy nor empathy for this crazy oh, and Hollywood will buy the movie rights. I mean, oh, yeah. oh, yeah. $2 to be made. They, I they will, will make this movie. I will pay five American dollars. I want the Oh, movie she is the book, set. Yeah, no, absolutely. The comments on this are the best. Uh, Tala says uh, on this article, what a wonderful woman she is to take in a baby Sasquatch like that. (laughs) And how great it is that her family expanded with other Sasquatch people. Thank you for reading this or writing this. That's Southern hospitality for you. (laughs) Taking in a Sasquatch. Wow. Wow. Well, there we go. She's getting accolades for taking in the baby Sasquatch. Good for her. Good for her. Doing God's work right there. Sad Squatch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Ben. So people can find out your book, someofourgods.com, right? Yes. yes. Someofourgods.com. Every bit of info that they want about the book and a whole lot more. Yeah. So, so instead of it's, it's like some of our parts instead of like S-O-M-E, it's yes, S-U-M. Yes. Uh, the, the, uh, the, all the gods added together. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. And if folks are, you know, a, a lot of what t- encouraged me was folks letting me put out short stories and that kind of thing online. And so if folks are writers and they're interested in getting their name out there, I l- am looking for guest blog posters so oh, folks cool. want to send me stuff and get it put up there with their picture and i want to you know give back a little bit so that's awesome he's interested yeah oh that's amazing very cool well dude thank you so much too for coming in and sharing well, this thank like, you this for having fantastic. me fantastic awesome i just realized and that i'm wearing a sasquatch shirt right now you totally are you are wearing the gone squatch shirt. Gone I, I know about a lady in louisiana who'd love to just have you on the porch <laughs> oh, and, yeah. Like, yeah, just, get, so. only if i get to hug her baby sasquatches <laughs> Well, I guess they were babies. Like They're not babies years anymore. Ago. They're though. not babies anymore. But maybe the babies have babies. It's the downside of Sasquatches. They grow up. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. sad. Then nobody wants them. Nobody anymore. wants them at that point. <laughs> no one does. Awesome. Well, you are going to be at our listener party as I well. Absolutely yes. Do. And as you guys can see, I am looking forward to that beanie. Yeah. I have no hair whatsoever, and so <laughs> yep, we just com- I need a fun appointment. We 100. percent We looked at the proof today. It is they are being made as we speak. Oh, yep. That is and awesome. we'll have them. Yeah. Before the listener party, we'll have them there for sale. We're super excited. Yep. yep. So I'll be the guy in the fun employment beanie. So everybody should uh, should look for me at the party. That's That'll I think we're gonna do the right thing. Like if, uh, we're gonna also like we have some leftover like name tags. So if anyone wants, you can be like, hey. Told the story about uh, I was there for the Sasquatch baby. Story. <laughs> right. the, the I wrote an awesome out. book. Just That's right. cover yourself Absolutely. with your well, different I'm looking labels. forward to. I mean, you know, as as an artist, we've got an aspiring comedian mm. and <laughs> a soon-to-be oh, rap star. You. 
I mean, that is oh, that is God. pretty. You know, sure, there's the, the actual professional painting career, but the comedy. That's that's going to be awesome, and that's then, what's going to take off. For and it. then I haven't you know, even written it yet. I don't even know what I'm going to fucking fuck every time that is brought up. I'm like, I don't even know what I'm going to say. Our buddy Ron, be awesome. our buddy Ron Funch has just got a half hour on Comedy Central, Sarah. It's something to aspire to. Oh, go fuck yourself. <laughs> well, and and, and I'm Greg, you as a, as an you know, I was wondering if you could actually use some of your experience as a voice actor in mm-hmm. your rap battle. Oh yeah, the, like the the you know the children's book about the farmer. Oh, that was oh, a good one. Yeah. <laughs> You know, Farmer Joe, and you could Farmer talk about Joe. Scott Daly's hoes. I don't know. There's oh, there's yeah. something there. You could talk about how Lily's Scott Daly's main hoe because he works on a farm. I will not be calling Lily a hoe in any of my raps. <laughs> yeah, be careful. With I that. want to live. I'll make fun of Scott all I want. See, I can. I can say that because I could just a little just uh, go Scott. <laughs> you you can. Yeah. And no. If I call Lily a hoe on stage, no, no. I I, I I'm just my saying, Greg. Much. If you're gonna win this rap battle, you gotta be ready. You're gonna to have to cut. Oh, I will. Don't worry. Because the children something. are off limits, but but I'm saying like his, his No. I'm not going after Lily. No. <laughs> Craig no. Look, doesn't he look absolutely terrified? Yeah, yeah. no, I, I I won't be doing that. I won't be doing oh, that. You'll I do be not fine. want to be stabbed afterwards. No, I'll be going after Scott though. Okay. Don't you worry about that. Oh god, I have to write raps. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in. And don't forget, our show is brought to you in part by H&R Block. Yes. So it now is the tax season. You know, everybody needs to get their taxes done. And for the last three years, we've been going through H&R Block, uh, particularly here in Portland mm-hmm. at their uh, office over on Sandy. They're going to be out all over the place over the next uh, coming couple of weeks and next month, really, uh, having different locations where you can sign up to get your taxes or just give them a call. Yep. They do a free second look at all of your back taxes to make sure that whoever did them before... Didn't mess them up. Didn't mess them up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which has happened to me before. So it's it's a good thing to take advantage of. You just bring it in and they'll be like, oh, yeah, you missed all this money that you could have had. Yeah. And a refund, let's redo those. I made my appointment today. H&R oh, Block. Awesome. God Absolutely. bless you. Right on. Yeah, so H&R Block. And uh, let them know that Fun Employment Radio sent you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, everyone. Thank you, Ben. Someofourgods.com. Go there. Pick up your book. And we'll see. Uh, well, we'll be back tomorrow. Yes. Uh, we'll Matt from Secret Society will be hanging out yeah, with us tomorrow awesome. on the show. Right on. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll talk to you tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.